Hello, you're very welcome to the Own O'Neill podcast. It's a series of chats with some people we might find interesting. My friend Adam Shapiro has all the recording gear and all the technology stuff. And uh, I sit down, we'd be chatting to, going around County Clare particularly, and chatting to people we might, we think are interesting, and hopefully you do. If you'd like to donate or contribute or support us in this mission, we'd be delighted. And uh, the PayPal account exists, and hopefully you see it somewhere. December shades of chill and cold Would have expected snow Will I let you take me to your land Would not but a guitar in hand told I didn't feel much first. I was bound to you by whiskey thirst and with little choice of where to go. Two fools were lost in Wexford snow. Hey, hey, hey. Don't you want to try? Don't you want to try a bit of this new day? I'm pretty sure I don't know where I'm going But last one to the tree is a rotten egg Chance could have it Chance could make my barriers bend and break And though much forgotten I recall in Wexford snow When first I'd fall in Wexford snow When first I'd fall in Wexford snow When first I'd find Hello everybody and uh, you're very welcome to, I think this is my sixth podcast, my name is Owen O'Neill and uh, I'm here in a beautiful view, high high building looking out over Le Hinch and you might hear traffic and it doesn't matter to me if you do because it's all part of the the atmosphere but we have the windows open because it's a warm evening and you just heard the voice most beautiful voice of Susan O'Neill hello Susan how are you I'm good how are you I'm good and I'm, thanks a million for agreeing to meet me for this chat it's great to chat to yeah, you yeah we, yeah. Uh... We, we, we don't know each other well but we're aware of each other I've been aware of you for a long time but I think it's kind of cool that I'm dying to ask you like loads of questions because I, want, I don't know I don't know your story and everybody else I've done has been kind of old in my, my own age group and uh this is great to have somebody young and fresh. We'll have a different, uh, 
a different approach to the interview. I'm very nervous because it wouldn't be, you know, I would have known the story of everybody else I did. So let's just start with the basics and you're, you're from Clare. I'm from Clare. Yeah. Jeez, uh, where are the basics there? Yeah, well, do you know, are you familiar with Parnell Street? Oh, yes. So my granddad yes, had a butcher's yeah, on Parnell yeah, Street. Yeah. That was Neelan's butcher's. Right. And um, my mum's is his his daughter. And for we, they moved to Dublin for a while, but then we moved back, and so we moved into the into the butchers upstairs. Cool. Well, we had a place being built out the uh, near showgrounds, and my folks started to manage the golf club out there for a couple of years. And yeah, that was it. So um, it's it's a butchering family. I don't eat meat anymore. Um, and I sense. often get slagged. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but because it's a tough old game that butchering. Like I mean, if you were over, above the house, you, the slaughterhouse wasn't near the butchers, right? Like that. No, you, would, it, you don't do with that. I didn't. No, yeah. I don't. Um, but it's still in my family. You know, mm-hmm. um, my uncle is into that, and mm-hmm. um, and you know, and it was a beautiful. Like I remember the shop always being a lovely place. People were always laughing and just yeah. you know, and and I remember the sawdust and I mean. Uh, I think that that whole trade was, it seems very different to what it is now. Yeah, well, so. I, I remember too that butchers seemed to be fun and uh, very, very communicative. And, and, and they still are, I think. It, a little, little bit I do. Oh, and maybe that's why they had to cover up the, the what, what's the, the, the meat industry by, by, by being happy and fun and just uh, like saying hello to everybody and having a chat with them, yeah. cracking jokes. But yeah. uh, the music, did that, did that appear in Ennis? Was it, was it? So, yeah, I. I, there was a piano in the ro- in the house upstairs in the butchers mm-hmm. in in the one of the rooms, and so I used to tinkle away on it um, in the evenings. We'd we'd come back, and I I had never experienced a piano before. I was pretty young, and uh, I remember just lying my ears up to the notes as uh, I'd play them, and like sporadically not knowing what I was hitting, and you know stamping them down. I think Gerald Barry coined the term clusters. Where <laughs> they're just bashing mm-hmm. between notes, and I kind of just go, "Wow, that note makes me feel really good, and that one makes me feel angry." And mm-hmm. uh, and so I remember as a kid being fascinated by this piano, um, and as something happened in that house, I think that uh, made me realize that sound was a really special thing. Yeah, that it was great. Yeah, um, the piano is great like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't play it now, um, well, <laughs> but I, I it was the instrument that inspired, um, I guess you know you press on this trigger and then as a kid that's that's like magic, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I was I was brought then to the brass band, you know, young kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I have to say that you don't know. You're you're a fantastic trumpet player. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, when we met, there was no trumpet today. But we, we, if you want to buy some of the albums or some of Susan's music, you'll you'll hear plenty of trumpet, and it's it's a beautiful thing. And even your videos online are just beautiful. Oh, there was one of you down the cave. I know we're jumping forward. We we'll jump back again. But there was one of you there down a cave off Doolin or something like yes. that. Absolutely incredible. I stuff. was supposed to jump off that cave, and I I, I chickened out because it's I don't know is it 40, 50? I don't know. It's mm. it's high, mm. and the plan was. Um, Doolin, Hotel Doolin so kindly gave mm. me residency uh, when I, I was in Australia and mm. all the tours for the following year, la da 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 da, yeah. fell apart. Came home and I had been renting in Lynch and uh, the house was gone. Mm. So I was home going, oh, my life is in boxes mm. in my folks' place. Mm. Um, and it's pretty un- uninspiring. And then Doolin to the rescue and uh, they so kindly 
uh, gave me the residency. So I got to know the land over the over the summer, and that was I jumped off the pier quite a few times in the end. But that cave was also on the list of. I'll jump off this and then mm. in the end I decided instead I'll just bring the trumpet in and play. Yeah. It's, it's a bit scary. Oh, well, I think you, you're, you're, you'll live on forever playing a trumpet in a cave but I don't know how long you'll live <laughs> to keep jumping off. Yeah. But it's a beautiful thing the trumpet and, 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 and I like what, what I like the idea that I, I love the long notes. I like one note yeah. would do me in a trumpet. I agree. You know, it's yeah. one, I think it was Daniel Lanois was making an album um, in New Orleans and he, 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 uh, he heard a trumpet player outside busking and he brought him in and it's like the nicest trumpet playing after yours. <laughs> but no, it's really, it's just because it's simple and it just, it, it goes, it's soulful, it's simple. And I think you're, you, you, you get that. Yeah, I, I've, well, I mean, maybe perhaps that's just lack of virtuosity or virtuoso playing. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these practicing as fast as I can to get triplets. And, but I, I mean, when I play, I try to close my eyes and really feel where the note's coming from mm. and, and what part of the gut is it coming out of or, you know, is it coming from my toes and my knees or sometimes is it the core of the earth and up through the, you know, or, or is mm. it coming down through the head mm. depending on, I guess, what way you're kind of getting into the... And maybe I'm going too far there, but I think it is, it's about the tone and it's about... Uh, I'm always asking, I'm like, do I believe myself? Do you know, do, you, mm. do I believe it? Um, when I'm trying to tap into... Is it real? Like, um, uh, yeah, I think tone is is, yeah. is where all the good stuff is. So that's what I probably spend most of my time working on. Um, if I even could say I work on was, it. Um, you know, you're just you're just caught me thinking there, talking about coming from somewhere else, maybe, you know, above or beyond. But I remember it was a Queen O'Reilly was talking once about the the brain to the fingers thing. There was, you know, it was, it was fascinating because you know those those virtuoso musicians that don't know what they're doing. They're doing it on, on on the moment, and and it's like they haven't even time to for for to go for a break. It's just it's just a, a instinctive flow of music. And do you do you get that? Um, I don't know actually. I mean, I have had. Do you believe it? I believe in a lot of things. Mm. Um, I believe that there's so many different ways to approach music. Mm. Um, like having done a bit of it in college. I noticed that a classical approach was very different to a jazz approach, very different to a traditional approach from what I could observe from people around me. And of course, I didn't pay too many of anybody's. Um, No, I did a little bit, but, you know, those who are writing folk music need to get into the... Often, oftentimes, I have found that they get into living the story. Mm -hmm. um, And then they tell that. And and so oftentimes they can be storytellers and that that put it to the chords and they're selling a feeling or uh, they're putting a feeling out there. Um, But I do think, yeah, for some people it it can be more... um, It can be more of a next-level Olympian mechanics to it and then for other people it's it's there's no thought to it it's you go somewhere else and uh, you hear people that do gigs and and they come off and and say well, uh, where did that go you know mm. or they don't remember it like mm-hmm. a, a certain part of a drive that's just flown by and that's great that, 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 I mean that's a good thing yeah it's a great thing yeah isn't it just yeah. you're you're in you're in you're in a different yeah zone um and I think you take you're in a risk taking place. Yeah. Um, at that moment I, I heard I don't remember who it was but I heard someone talking about uh, Olympians and I just they put it to the same as 
they put it to a similar analogy of, of being on a stage where just say you've got someone on the ice rink and then they are um so the person before you they go out and they do a stellar job mm. 9.5 out of 10 and mm. 10 out of 10 and, and then all of a sudden no matter how much practice you have put in mm-hmm. you just this this whole focus moment where you go oh no it's on i've got to bring my i've got to push myself further now than i ever have and you can go out and you can do something and and if you let yourself go you are, you're on the brink of absolute genius or perhaps it all falling apart but it's somewhere there that all of the good yeah but 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 some of my favorite singers would go out and start really slowly. Like say John Prine or Christy Moore or something like that. You know, they, they, they wouldn't even talk for the first three or four songs. You know, they just get into the place where they want to be and they wouldn't give a fuck about what went before them. Do you know what I mean? That it'd be, it'd be so important for them to get in control of themselves before they even give themselves to the audience. Would you, do you know what I mean? No, I do for sure. I mean... Would you be like that? Yeah, I, I, I do. If, if mm-hmm. uh, there's been somebody on a gig before me and it's, it's really... If you've ever been kind of placed within a festival slot of something mm-hmm. that's just kind of unfavourable. It's probably different, yeah. Mm-hmm. I often, yeah, yeah. you take that approach of, okay. I'm going to start really quiet, but I think that can still be applied to the idea of, oh God, I have to bring my A game, but maybe that is being quiet, yeah. rather than going out and bashing. Mm-hmm. Um, but how would you make it your A game? If you know what you're going to do, what you're going to sing, how would it, how would it be different? Like, I mean, surely you just go what, what at the moment, what, what's, on, on, what's going through you at the time. Like, you, that you can't actually produce something unless it comes from, from, you know, you can't make yourself do something like that, can you? Exactly, no, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Be- between making it your A-game, I probably shouldn't have used those words because, I mean, that happens by almost letting yourself completely go and let whatever happens happen but you you've obviously rehearsed to a certain degree to get there but then you get on on stage or you get on to do whatever you're you're doing whether it's a sport or or whatever you've practiced for and then in that moment you just trust Mm -hmm. like this is in me now and i'm gonna just let go and uh, if something in me wants to do something a little bit different, maybe it'll work. And it's, there's a slight risk involved at that point, but um, something really amazing could come out of it. Maybe you'll let this roar out. Maybe you'll sing a note higher than you ever did. Or maybe your introduction will be different. Or maybe your introduction. That's the most important thing, I think, to change. I mean, if you have your songs rehearsed, it's how, how, how you approach the crowd. Uh, on, on a personal level but I, I, I'm delighted to have this chat with you because we've never chatted before we've said hello a few times we've been on a, a stage together talking about things but but um, you, the song you sang you're a storyteller uh, I, I think you're a storyteller you've made a beautiful album it's about five years ago is it four years ago yeah, since you made that album it's 2017 there you go think, yeah. yeah okay I thought it might even be longer I've been playing it a lot and I, I love it and it, was that Wexford Snow, you you sang to introduce us there. Yeah, bad day for it being blue skies outside. Um, and a beautiful song. Do you mean, but there was Lex with snow. Yeah. yeah, so you're a troubadour. You've, you 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 travel around the world. I mean, and, and you 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 sing so- your own songs, and 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 you 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 move people, and you know, and that's the that's the job as well. As, <laughs> you know, as well as to stay alive. But it, no, it is. There's two things to do. I think there's to make a living, and there's a. To move people, because if you don't move people, it's not a job at all. It's, it's just like it's it's not worth anything, you know, except the money. But you, you do move people, and you and you're you're from a. Oh, thank you. No, no, I I, I mean it, and I, I I want to say that I really mean it because I I'm not easily moved. <laughs> you know, I, I I there's a there's a thousand singers that don't do much for me, but when I find something I like, I I I I get excited, 
And when I heard your album first, I, 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 I have a little radio show in, in Clare FM and I, I played, I remember playing it about quarter past eight one Sunday morning, not listening to it beforehand, just I got it, I said, it's a local girl, I'll give her a break, you know, I'll play, play, play local. I played Jem, Jemison Blue, was it Jemison Blues or Jemison? <laughs> yes. Some of the whiskey anyway. It was the whole production, everything. You gave your heart and your soul to everybody. And, it, you know, you were giving, you know what I mean? And, 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 and I, that's what's important to me. The whole, and every musician on it did too. You know, I don't know what, how that record was produced. Maybe you did a lot, a lot of it yourself, music-wise. It's a fabulous production. It's out there. It's like, it's jumping out. Every instrument is jumping out. Was that fun? That was fun. Now, the story in which it was written about was... That other song? Yeah, but it was a hard lesson learned. But, um, no, it was. It was great. Um, I but I played all the other songs since. Like It wasn't just that song. That was the first song I'd sung, and that's what blew me away. And then I, I kept playing it. It's a great album. But go on, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> no. no, thank you very much. All the plays are hugely appreciated. And um, Yeah, it's funny. I, when I made that it was I recorded it in Sun Studios in Temple Bar in Dublin and at the time I was just gigging at the weekend pocketing away any bit of money inside my jar at home um, and just taking it and, 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 and I when I'd saved up enough to book three days in a row you know uh basically tapped all my friends for you know can I just give you petrol money I think some of them actually didn't even take petrol money mm -hmm. we did a few jams and came up and then after that it was do a gig go up and do a vocal session so all my vocals came down went on at last oh and really I, yeah mm. yeah I had to just get the band down track it with them mm -hmm. and then you know bit by bit you must have given them a good guiding vocal because they're soul in their music as well the band the band have what what what, what you need is for your vocals you, whatever you gave them to work with must have been pretty strong well yeah I, I, I think that that is actually the uh, bond between musicians that knew each other for so long and they knew that I like I definitely laid down a rough and I would give it you know real gumption as much as I could muster knowing that you do you need to feed off something you know when you're in the process especially with recording it can be it can be a funny thing because it's a microscope so something that sounds great mm -hmm. uh, when you're playing it live and then you go to record it and it's this this moment of oh dear I thought that sounded like something else but um, yeah, they, we just were really good mates and they were so open and like, what do you want? Do you want, you know, do you want me to absolutely give it socks? And my answer is always like, go to 10. Do you like it, your album? I do. I'm proud of the fact that I got one done, but like everything, I see the flaws in it. But I, I've learned to stand back and actually... Um, you know, like they say an album is never finished, that it's abandoned. Mm -hmm. and it feels like if I if someone was to turn around tomorrow and say here is some money you know you have all the stem files and an engineer um, to go back into the studio I probably wouldn't change the parts I'd probably like to just remix a few bits and bobs but then again I'd be, I'd be thinking that that wouldn't work for me been, been, for me music is first take almost it's like it's like Johnny Cash you know all those great great people Michael Russell all those amazing musicians they never did a second take they never needed to and for me a budget that's like tight means you're going to produce the goods whereas if you if I, I believe if you have a studio in your house you won't produce a great album 
I believe that unless you're looking to make a, a very instrumental or a very beautiful album very perfect album but if you want to get balls and if you want to get an atmosphere I think it comes across in your album lots of atmosphere so I'm glad that you had lots of money to do it <laughs> no really I am because I, I can feel it like I feel it good well there's a lot to be said for knowing you know, this is this is my chance yeah. you know to try and say I'm trying to do something and then yeah. when you're there you, you give it everything like there's de- definitely I've recorded at home and you take a break and you go make yourself a coffee <laughs> and then versus driving up to Dublin standing there and they say right this is your you know your second go mm-hmm. and you're actually closing your eyes you're mm-hmm. digging in real deep you're going why did I write this mm-hmm. and and you're tapping into everything you can and, yeah. and, and, and you find that the day after you're wrecked <laughs> you're just yeah, you've, you've pushed into mm-hmm. something else that actually needs to be replenished in some way which is probably a good thing because if you're trying to, mm. uh, like I'm recording at the moment and there's one particular song that's really angry um, and, and it's, uh, I'm doing a du- duet pro- uh, project and there's one song that's angry and so because there's producers involved and there's and just could you be really, really angry there, you know, to just try and muster up mm. your disdain for this particular subject and no matter how angry I sing, it doesn't come across that, mad mm. when we're listening back to it so to try and uh, portray you know joy and soulfulness it, it, it's not always as easy on a microphone yeah, you sure. think you, oh and I'm saying I'm going to smile on my face but that's yeah. not coming out <laughs> you know like, well you sound miserable <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's, it, you really got to dig in deep yeah you, you know? do though yeah. you do. would you Grace, as well, another song, please, if, lovely, if you don't mind. Thanks, Susan. This is this is great. I I, 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 love the fact that we haven't a clue what we're going to talk about. That really suits me fine because if I did, I, I'd probably probably be over in twenty minutes. <laughs> no, that's a good way. Mm. Uh, this is a song from that album as well. It's actually the title track called "Found Myself Lost," and oh, yeah. just going to sing it on its own. I found myself lost in the woods Found myself there every day Fell on some sense to my expense I'm here and I'm not going home The dress it was dirty and torn Like the smile I was and cried they're applauding my pride I'm here and I'm not going home no and better off being alone I draw a line that I won't fall behind I tell these feet Yes, I try to be all that and more But I've come to find That in some people's minds We'll never know what they're looking for And oh, 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 I'm better off being alone 
Listen to Susan O'Neill and uh, beautiful. Thank you, gorgeous. Ah, thank you. We have a mutual friend. Um, when did you meet Sharon Shannon? Oh, Sharon is great. I met Sharon. When did I meet Sharon? In the Glower in Ennis. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, for yeah. on the Fla. Two thousand and either sixteen or seventeen. It's all around two thousand and seventeen. Mm, yeah. Good. And you ended up going to Australia with her. Yes. So like, great, yeah. Australia, yeah. New Zealand, we did the UK, Celtic Connections, and literally in more theatres around Ireland than I could even recall. I, I think I did more counties of Charon than I've ever even done on my own in that short space of time. Um, She's a force of nature. I, like, have never met people made of the same stuff. <laughs> yes, and, 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 and the different... I mean, I know Sharon a lot. Like, you you played her in 2017. I played her in 1985. Uh, and, you know, I would have met her as a 17-year-old, 16-year-old. And she was a force of nature then. Yeah. And, and, and nothing has changed except that she's just smiling as much as ever and uh, enjoying life. But it's lovely the way she, she brings people with her. She's and uh, you, you probably it was probably a great time in your life to to, to, to get to, to play in big theatres like that. Yeah. Without any the, the the ultimate pressure of being the star performer, it's nice sometimes to to, to, to live a life for a while where you're just. I'd say there was a nice team on that on that. Um, who was in our band at the time? It was Sean Regan and, and uh, Jack Maher and and. and uh, That's them, yeah. T- uh, uh, Jim, uh, Jim, Jim Murray, Murray. He's yeah. a great guitar player. And yeah. Alan Connor is another. Oh, Alan Connor is. Oh, like, Alan, Alan, I sat beside Alan Connor for two hours listening to music. We didn't say one word to each other, and we we're best friends. Uh, we're the best of friends. We just, he's just like watching him play music and playing electric guitar, particularly. I know he's an amazing piano player, but he's one of the most amazing electric guitar players I ever heard and that's just from watching a couple of videos you know but I mean whatever about that which he is mm. he can play the electric, electric guitar yeah. and play the piano at yeah. the same time while doing a stomp thing yeah <laughs> and, like, and that's not that's not what I'd be looking for I'm not looking for virtuoso at all but sometimes he just hits a note on the electric guitar and then I know it's what I'm looking for if you know what I mean I'm not impressed by geniuses at all it, it's not what I'm looking for at all I'm looking for a fellow that's Maybe only or any, a woman that's looking for maybe a three good notes, and those three notes will go through me, and I'll go home and change person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he has that as well as the ability to. He be does, a also, but yeah. it just pours through him out of somewhere. It's, he's another one of those that just it's coming from all angles and through his fingertips and out mm-hmm. through his toes, and it's just amazing to watch. But it can't be an accident that you're meeting the right people because you, you were talking about. Um, Recording at the moment, and it's Mick Flannery recording with us. Yes, it? yeah. yeah what a wonderful it. man! Yeah. Oh, it's just another man I've, I've been in company, never spoke to at all. I don't need to, you know. He's just like, why bother him? He's he's doing his thing, and it's just he's he's uh, he's very soulful. 
it's just the most wonderful lyrics and a beautiful songwriter and he's lived he just he, he's gone around and done his gigs in, in so, and had uh, some wonderful knowledge to part same with Sharon mm. you know about their stories and their journey so yes. far and really open and sharing and just yeah. really kind with kind is everything isn't it kind yeah, yeah and, and musicians being kind is a great it's a great help to everybody it keeps the whole thing going like kindness between each other and I think you're in a good gang yourself as well in your own age group uh, Claire Sands and yourself on a stage together is, is a joy to behold that whole joy and kindness with you know looking after each other this is the thing I only met Claire last year it was that yeah so I met Claire where did I meet her it was at a it was a festival somewhere why is that escaping me now because we were telling that story but it was it was a oh it was backstage at the Fesh in Liverpool and I was over there with Sharon and she was doing a a show with her band and it was one of those uh, what's that movie Step Brothers where I think I threw out a bit of a perhaps slightly vulgar joke and she came out did we just become friends mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden um, I, I we know travelled home and then she said oh, I think I'm down your way and that was it we met up and, and we, would do, we did a gig in a cow shed a cow shed West Cork like uh, south of Skull Goleen all of the I, I, the place now particularly escapes me because it was right up on a cliff and we were in a cow shed and we'd never played before. Um, and I, she just said, I don't know your songs. And, and, and I said, we'll just jump up. We'll have the crack. We'll see how it goes. It was a full moon. We cracked open a bottle of red wine. Um, and it was funny because it just became this primal thing. Uh, there was there was a mixed gender at, at the gig. But what seemed to happen was the women all kind of tended to... They all jumped up to the front and they just they just... Uh, we just became unhinged. All of a sudden, we were yeah. doing like woo yeah. and 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 screaming like, "Is it a full moon tonight?" And mm. we just rocked it up. Anything that was supposed to be slow, we just increased in BPM, and it, it was one of those completely wild things where we we went for a swim the next day in the freezing water and kind of went, "Wow, that's that was those are the, the little little cornerstones in your mind where you'd think that's that's a memory I'm going to have forever." Yeah, you know, and I think too that the fact that you play the trumpet and she plays the fiddle, it it, it changes everything. Yeah. You know, when it's needed, just once in a, in every hour maybe or every half hour, just something. Yeah, and that primal stuff comes, but they are primal instruments. Yes, you know, they're like voices. They're both, and they're the only two instruments that are like voices. Maybe if dealing pipes a little bit, but but to me, the fiddle and and the, and, and the trumpet are the only two instruments that are like human voice to, to me anyway. There's such yeah. a quality to I think um, the the fiddle. It's it does it it can sing but it you can really as a fiddle is playing this so slow air it just feels mm. like you are in the lament it's mm. it's kind of this this these strings are 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 orchestrating the tears that might or might not fall but they're all there and 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 um, I think the trumpet can send it just has this fundamentally lonely sound unless you're playing that sprightly march band stuff but even then there's there can be a there can be a sadness to that kind of sound as well and yeah you know and, and yeah. it's it's i think i like the sadness stuff yeah mm. you know I, so when you're not thinking about music what do you think about what's keep what what drives you on besides music 
uh, to have your oh. beliefs and have your, your interests and passions besides music? Yeah, mine. I do. I, I have lots of different beliefs and passions, and um, what, what I'm thinking about. It's funny because I was um, told always in school that I was away with the fairies, and uh, I think as I, the further from school that I got, the more I realised that's a thing that I'm quite proud of, <laughs> and embrace. Um, but I just not I, I don't know enough about it, but I love being immersed in nature as much as possible. And I I think um, I think a lot about nature and about the geometry that just is prevalent time and time again in the crest of a wave and, you know, in, in the snail's shell and that same thing in the curling of a cloud and it's just nature is constantly repeating itself. I had this conversation with um I'm also in the middle of another duo project um with the man who organized Music Mind, Simon, we're releasing a song in a couple of days and we had this discussion about how the waves on the sea, and I say this because we're literally looking out at the sea, but they're just like uh the, the sea waves are the same as sound waves and as you're hit by the bassier ones, they actually make for the biggest barrels for surfers and it's just like the music is the wave, is the wind, and um, so is that a belief system or is that your own thing? I is mean, there anybody else that what, do, you, do you read into some anybody else's belief systems? There's, I, I've definitely dived into a few of them, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say that I believe in. I mean, if you mean religion, I think that there is something to them all. I wouldn't say that I am. Um, devout uh, anything at the same time I was I was raised with Jesus and Mary in my life and I think that they are the most beautiful archetypes for um, kindness and like the Ten Commandments are not a bad way to live your life at all um, but there's a lot of there's a lot to be said about um, you know Buddhist and the Tao and there's a lot to be said about everything these days. Well, can't it all be just put down to one word, kindness? Exactly, or just giving. And like, leave and out all the religion and just have kindness. You see, I, I. Or is that is that is that possible? I'm not opposed to that, but I think that, and I think that the more simple the rules are, the better, because there shouldn't be these kind of rules. That we've, I believe that people should be allowed to kind of learn about our own intuitions. We were very disconnected with our own moral compasses. Maybe that's very unfair for me to say. Maybe I'm just. Oh no, I don't think it's unfair. But but you know when people say when we look at the amount of people that have are taking medications and in, 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 in let's say the states because we get those those figures a lot, and they seem to be some of the highest numbers in the world, um, and that it's ever increasingly happening over here and and then they say that we're spiritually you know disconnected in some way. But I find that th- you know those archetypes can be important to help guide us but oftentimes it's just to guide us back to what's very basic anyway and it's just hard to accept the simplicity of things sometimes maybe we need to go digging like you know I was saying I like to look at nature because I think when you do everything else just you know you're looking at the sea you're looking at a tree what do you need to know it's it's just all there when you talk about looking at nature that, that implies to me solitude it implies to me it's something you do yourself, that it's not something you do as part of a team. And the music is, 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 is the opposite. It's, well, when you're performing, it's the opposite. So you have no problem with solitude? No, absolutely not. Mm. I have, I absolutely adore it. I, yes. I love being with people and I'm mm. a sociable person. 
Um, and, you know, I've been after seeing when I was living in the jumping down to Kenny's for an owl and I'll dance um, and looking like an absolute mad person, you know, two pints in, and I'm going mm. to dance around the bar. Um, and and, and I, I love being in a social scene, but I will quite happily lock the doors and go into a, a you know, a, a cave in my own mind for, for a while. And I think it's important to do that if you want to um, really f- listen to the quiet voice, because yeah. there's one and tapping it, away there. You mentioned to me, I've been in touch with you, Trying to set up a couple of messages to get set up this, um, you, you've you've given it a break. This the social media. Yeah, I've just so it looks like I'm still on it because there's someone kind of doing that stuff yeah. at the moment, and um, it's and I, I I'll I'll. But you're not scrolling. Not as much as I was. Mm. Now, it, it the thing is, uh, I'm no, you know, example. I've I found myself. I wrote a song about it um, a couple of years ago. You know, being this kind of freak behind a screen um and i i know that addiction i it's you know we're all human it's it's dopamine at the end of the day or serotonin and whatever else it's whatever else it's playing on regardless of the psychology that they've used even down to the coloring of facebook being blue because mm. we tend to trust that color more and you know it's yeah. but it also means we're part of we, we all need to be part of something that's how countries and nationalisms and religions and all those things exist and it's like a new religion almost like that we're we're all part of something and we want to be part of something but of course the danger is that it's all nonsense a lot of the time yeah and it's, you, it, 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 it'll break your heart with, with the amount of hatred and stuff that's there how, how, how do you as a, a young woman um relate to the when we we, uh, in, we hate was always there there's no doubt in history, hatred has always been there, but it was never. We ne- mm. we never saw it written down as much as people we know, you know, given but, out and, and and been full of negativity. That's what my opinion is, anyway. Yeah, well, I suppose we probably all knew someone that was always mouthing off, anyway. But the thing is, it's it's yeah. I suppose maybe if it's manifested, on, on and you can look at it, um, it's it's a funny thing, um, because there's so many pros that can't be ignored and we're in it now. It's so great for musicians. There's like. no going back. It's changed my life as a musician. Has it? Of course, absolutely. In 100%. a good way. Absolutely, 100%. I, I, you know, we, we played in North Clare and that was whoever came and heard us, but they heard us. Now we're playing and people all over the world can hear us. We, we, I play with my band, The Fiddlecase, every Monday night. And there's, we're sitting down in Kieran O'Connell's house and there's people all over the world just chatting to us and you were, you know, it's very easy going. And it's just wonderful if it's, you know, has it been a benefit to you? Isn't that so beautiful? You're, you're, you're probably taking it for granted because you're of the age that it was always there almost for you. But just about, yeah. Mm. Um, so the first iPhone was 2007, but I, I got a phone at 13, but it was my dad's yeah. old Motorola. Right. Message that, yeah. that came in as a floating envelope, mm-hmm. some spiraling envelope that came in. and But I remember... Mm-hmm the butterflies mm. this is before you could obviously zoom into a thing photo um, but the butterflies someone's you know someone has sent me and, and at that point they were a glorified letter yeah, yeah. but with, with horrendous abbreviations mm-hmm, yes, yes. <laughs> how are you oh, yeah, I know <laughs> B4 <laughs> um, so the modern world is, is it's, it's, a, it's, it's very beneficial to, to being an artist 
and I, 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 want, I, I don't want to keep too long, but I, I also want to talk forever to you, you know, and because I, I like these podcasts. I like to think that people are just maybe going on a long drive or they're just lying in bed. And, you know, so there's no limitations. There's no ads. So we can talk about anything going forever. You know what I mean? It, is not, it doesn't have to be dead interesting. Yeah. But just to have the chat that maybe people can be drinking their coffee as we're drinking ours here. And, you know, in, in the same vein. And, you know? and, and, and maybe shaking their head going that is not right at all or I agree with this but, but we, we've talked before on that stage before uh, we were d- discussing the, the modern way of of um, advertising promoting your music and Spotify and, and Bandcamp and all, and all these things it's, a, it's an incredible uh, facility yeah yeah you know it's it's uh, again pros and cons you know mm. you're giving away something for free but that was on the hope that you could make the tickets to the sales. Obviously, that's completely changed now mm. as well. Mm. Um, but I mean, I think it can be used to your advantage. You know, mm. I, I remember saying uh, on that particular podcast that, you know, maybe you could, um, what you can do is put one song and, and allow no, that. And allow you that changed my, I've been quoting you ever since I went in there and I said, this is a load of bollocks, this Spotify <laughs> thing. And, I, and next minute you said, yeah, but you could just put up two songs or one song and like, you know, people might buy the rest of the songs. So, checkmate you know you're completely right and it makes so much sense it's just about yeah. kind of turning it to work for you um or if you wanted which i know one band were doing was a wolf pack we're kind of putting up now they've been stopped since but they were putting up 20 second uh, albums mm. and then they were asking all these players to play you know the album and then they would get the play for each hit in the song and then mm. they, they funded them in order to make an, another album mm. things like that have changed but you yeah. always have people that will use something yeah. and you've got the people that are going to be the victim to it mm. um, I find uh, I've straddled that line when it comes to social media that sometimes it has served me really well other times I put something up and I'm going <gasps> I shouldn't have done that and then I think about it later and I'm dealing with angst that I'm not used to because yeah. I, I, I and this is the thing because yeah. you, you, you we could say fly off the handle things when you're on a stage and yeah. you get away with it in the moment whereas when you're quoted on something or there's a video yeah. and it lives on forever and we all know that but I find that uh, we can't treat it as the same which we are people are, are thinking you know this this trial by Facebook kind of thing mm-hmm. it, it can't be the same as real life and we have to acknowledge that there's a certain level of in the moment about it and it needs to be let go mm-hmm. um, the idea that when you put something up that's going to live there forever maybe it won't and who is going to be looking at it in 20 years you know or even 10 mm-hmm. no one's going to care because Facebook is going to be as old as what mm-hmm. Bebo was and it's going to be even older than that mm-hmm. again um, but, I, but anyway who cares you know yeah. as an artist almost like if you think of Bob Dylan and you think of all those people that they didn't give a shit like what they, they, they one week they were living a life and next week they've changed completely and they didn't have to apologise for it yeah do you know what I mean the, the, the ideas came and went and that's it's part of being creative I think it has to be it's, or else you're going to say the same make the same album over and over again exactly and it forces you into that point where it's I gotta let go you know mm. and that's the one thing about social media I just feel we we might need to we might need to kind of reconstruct uh, our feelings to- towards it and how we put things up and how we uh, act towards it. Like, but again, it's so new. We're 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 only infancies in our in our online presence as well, humans. It sounds albums like it's fantastic from from our point of view in the sense that if you make an album, your friends on Facebook can buy it anyway. You know, so it means you can stay independent. Independence is very important. I think everybody's almost independent now. I, exactly, and yeah. you can you can say you can 
if you choose in one moment that if you felt you'd been misrepresented or you want to tell people mm. how this album was made, mm. you've got an opportunity to do that control, in, yeah. in, in a second. And, and it can, the personalization can be absolutely beautiful if it's what you want to do. But there shouldn't be a, a, a mold that you have to fall into, yeah. you know. I think it's nice to be pers- have the personality on the stage anyway. Keep it, the stage is like the, the place where it happens spontaneously. Yeah. Whereas maybe online you, 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 you have more time to think about what you're... Anyway, will you sing a song? I will indeed. Great. This is great fun. I, this is a song. I, I This is actually a song that I uh, recorded with another band and it was actually written by um, by a very good friend of mine. But I, um, I have to sing it because I just think it's so uh, relevant to... He wrote this 20 years ago in Australia and it's a band called Propeller Palms that I used to uh, sing with. Um, they're not active at the moment. But it's called Right Around Now. Perhaps a little political, but it doesn't... Good. Susan O'Neill, we're not related.
soul is rock and roll No more people without a home No more It's a real pleasure for me to be sitting here in Adam Shapiro and Cecil's uh, apartment here in Le Hinch and looking out on a it's going down, the sun is going down, it's about 8 o'clock on a September evening, maybe half seven. Susan O'Neill has just sung that song and I don't know how it feels for you guys listening, but it really went through me, it was beautiful. Well done, really good. Thank you really very good. much. Yeah. That's a song Paul Butler wrote that. So. Yeah. Do you like Australia? Oh, sure, look, it's absolutely fantastic. Why? I never went so far from my own home to feel so... Uh, welcome and in some way very connected with the people. Is that a community of musicians or just or just the, the, in general? I found them very friendly. Everybody. Uh, with, yeah, I did find people mm. very friendly, very welcoming. Yeah. Um, I think they're so grateful that you've made the journey over. Right. Uh, and I think when you when you travel there to give something, they really give back. They meet you with what you're, you know, um, with what you're presenting. And mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a beautiful folk community there. Um, and I found that the word kind of really spreads. They they take their time to kind of get to know you. And uh, my first experience with Australia, I was I've been there three times now, and I was there right when all this kicked off, and I had to just pack up and, and, and come home. I made it was supposed to be a two month tour, and it was two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it, it's um it's some place that I, I hope to get back to because I just connected very much uh, old land, you know, but. Uh, my first experience there was at a festival in the Blue Mountains uh, in Katoomba and it was a big blue tent and nine o'clock and I didn't realise it was such a big tent and a full production and I, I arrived over uh, thinking I was playing at these uh, on a kind of quiet folk fest and uh, Seamus, the tour manager, uh, said, you know, that that's where you're playing. And I went, oh my God, I didn't prepare a fast set. Mm. Um and I kind of started, you know, the brain started rolling. I'll, I'll change this song. I'll do that song, the fastest ones. And then, so the tent was empty five minutes before the gig started. And it filled up 2,000 people or maybe 1,000, whatever, 1,500. Um, and everybody just sat. I'd, I'd never experienced this before. Everyone sat with their, their vinyls and the CDs they'd bought and their, the, the chairs that they brought in themselves. And there was also chairs in the, in the thing. And um, it was just complete cuteness like you could hear a pin drop and I for the end of the gig ended off playing some of the most delicate and quiet songs in the set because they want to be taken on a journey so you, you, you if that's loud or quiet or soft or whatever that is once you are doing your thing and loving it it's like they just will give you that space to do it and um, that was really cool um I, I absolutely adore Irish festivals, but on a tent that size at that time at a Friday evening, um, I just I think it might be a little bit more hot, sweaty, and pumping than mm-hmm. an Irish scene. Yeah, yeah. And pros and cons to both. Don't get me wrong. It might be changing though. Might be. Ch- I mean, I, I, it's, it's an age ratio. I think there's more and more people. Maybe the way the world is, but even before things changed, you know, say if you were playing in Kenny's or, that, or, or wherever you'd be playing Glow or whatever. I think it's a night out for people and they don't really want to be 
they don't want noise around them. They want to hear. They want to listen. I think in Ireland as well. Is that possible? No, hugely. Um, but the festivals are obviously depending a bit on, wider. A, on a venue. But mm-hmm. I think like festivals. Well, then I mean maybe I just uh, my experience with festivals was a lot with King Kong Company, and that was right. a whole different ball game anyway. Right. So um, you know we were probably on those slots, and beside the bands that were also you know pumping out this um, much higher uh, BPM and and different uh, d- music designed to absolutely rock the place. Mm-hmm. Um, that was we mentioned doing the tour with Sharon earlier mm-hmm. and that was one of my first experiences of doing theatres all around mm-hmm. the country because that took and, and how different that is to a bar because you know the, the everybody's sitting and just in these already assigned seats and it's not people are walking or would it be in. that somebody is paying in money to hear you as opposed to go to a festival is there, is there, is there something about that that, uh, like, that if, if somebody's First of all, you have to perform differently if they're paying money in to see you, <laughs> in particularly, I presume, yeah. and and um, that it's a, it's a, it's an honour, you know, that, that maybe 100, 150 people in Clare have come to to hear you on your own or with a band. Um, it's a different gig, I think. Yeah. Uh, because it's it, even with regard to the price they've paid in can change things. Even if it's a big theatre that costs quite a lot, you know, maybe thirty five euro, for example, as opposed to fifteen euro, maybe in a in a bar. You know, you you would would you be aware of of a different gig for different places? I I think so, but more than the gig, I think it's the venue in terms of how are you gonna how are you gonna make what you're doing suit the venue and the people. But you know, because yeah, for sure, there are some venues where it just feels like you need to like. I don't know. Maybe some people don't do that, and maybe that's better. I tend to try and mould it a little bit. If I'm in a venue, I'm a little bit more loose tongued, I suppose. So Susan O'Neill is doing a gig now, in in a, in, a, in, a, in a perfect world, and it's a big gig and it's a solo gig. Is is that terrifying, or is it like you can't wait? Um, I like both? doing both. I do yeah. like yeah. yeah. There's, there's, I do the loop pedal thing and the trumpet thing and the yeah. and it's fun. I and love it's that. great. Oh, it's it's. I prefer that. I, love, I haven't seen that much. Well, I, you know, but I know I've you. seen you do the, the the you come in with the trumpet and you put the pedal on, and and it's just all there and it's just beautiful. I mean, it's nuts because it's it's. Uh, sometimes I wonder, is it the most ridiculous ego trip? It's like here is a whole wall of sounds I make. So I absolutely adore sharing. Uh, music with people with other humans you yeah, know but, well, of course, yeah. but I totally enjoy the process of just it being you and machines because you can and instruments because you can kind of yeah you can just go on a on a total uh, loose journey of whatever you can get as close to what's in your head really um, well you've just done two songs or three songs there with, with just the guitar no pedals no live you know and, and it's been just as powerful it's been I think you're 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 if I'm, I might be wrong, but I think you're you're really really adaptable to, the, to what's in front of you, and and if you're with a band, you'll 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 rock it out, and if you know if need if people want to hear you talk and 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 the words are important, you'll would that be the way? Well, I like to try and definitely mm-hmm. put put myself into different scenarios mm-hmm. and and adapt. For so it's sure. a good time for you. Well, in spite of the world being a bit crazy, it's a, it's it's a. You're happy. I mean, yeah, I've absolutely like every plan that was there fell into mm-hmm. the void, mm-hmm. um, but then new plans start to grow and new yeah. s- new seeds have been planted and um, 
who's to say that everything that had been lined up in one sense um, there was a there was a really healthy looking couple of months of tours in Canada and the States and all of these places and, and Australia and then you know who's to say that they would have been the right thing and in a way I got to this point of just complete surrender you know um, in a positive way in a positive way yeah, yeah. Great, great. and just um, so North Clare suiting you Oh, I love it. Does yeah. it? I think so. Yeah, I don't. I, I imagine it, you love it. Yeah, I do. Because what you've talked about, it's all here to a certain extent. Even the community of musicians. Yes. I know that because a friend of mine, PJ Murray, he, he handed me a beautiful, beautiful song last night, and I played it on the radio. The most beautiful thing I'd ever heard. Uh, Kevin Barry gave his young life for the cause of liberty, and he said, "Oh," and he said, "I don't know Susan O'Neill, but I gave her a ring and I asked her to introduce the the song with her trumpet, and she said she would. And she's lovely." And you know, and, and and you were joined by the Howleys. So you probably don't even know who's on that CD. Maybe you just went into your own thing. But it's it's a it's a beautiful song. So I know that the you know that there's a community of all types of musicians in North there. And you're probably new to it a little bit compared to me. Whereas I've been forty years here, so I would know the country guys. I'd know the jazz guys and whoever's in all the different genres. But there's very much in, and you've probably come across that that there's a. More and more so, we're all the one. Yeah, and yeah. that's it, it's lovely, isn't it? It's absolutely beautiful, and mm-hmm. I think that everybody that I've met so far, because I am new to it, mm-hmm. um, but everybody is that that I've met, um, they just seem to be really. Uh, they found their own pockets, mm-hmm. and and yet they're just totally encouraging, and and everybody seems to have a. I think in order to live out through. Uh, some of the winters here as well. You need you need a strength and 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 and, and um, there's something there's a harshness to, to the climate. I think sometimes that can force you to kind of go a little bit in. Especially maybe I'm the saying winters that are the, great now. Though. Yeah, you I know. Love I mean, the I mean if you want to write songs, if you want to record albums, like it's just you know you're you're talking about nature. Like the walks in the winter, and there's plenty. It's not that it's deserted anymore. It used to be deserted. It's not. It's full. I mean, the winter is. You know, there's people doing things all over the place in the winter, and more. Obviously, it's like one long winter now with the way that the new world is. There's no <laughs> summer at all. You know, in the sense that there's no gigs or whatever. But I think we're getting back there, and I think musicians are going to be very. I mean, we're 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 getting it tough, but I think we're going to be the most important. Um, when we're back, life will be back. Yeah, you know, when we're back on mass, you know, when there's music everywhere, we 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 learn to live with anything that that taught us, and we're exp- learning how to express what's going on in a way that maybe others uh, might be writing about it or painting about it or maybe mm-hmm. someone doesn't have the words to say but maybe there's a piece of music that's being made right now as we speak um, that we'll hear in a couple of months and, and actually that piece of music has managed to completely capture the feeling that we, we can't, we don't have the words to describe mm-hmm. and um, that's I think what's what's going on so often is, you know, and I know it's a cliche, you know, that music prevails when words fail or something you know well it does and that's what I meant to say to you when I started yeah. off saying your introduction to Kevin Barry on PJ Murray's song was just beautiful oh thank it, you you captured it it's, it's a sad song and yeah. it's a song of of, of of 100 years ago that is in our in our whatever in our folklore and it, but actually the, the photographs are there of, of, of that time and your trumpet was so respectful and you, you you almost captured his voice as well as as he came in. I just went well done to that because I know you don't know PJ and I know he loves you now uh, for doing really. that. And the Howleys were involved and, and you know every lots of great musicians involved in that song. And, and I was, it really was, I was just happy you were there. I was so glad to be yeah. asked. And that's know? what he said. And yeah. I said you know I, I I'm meeting Susan later in the week. Peter, 
there was two nights she was talking I meet her and, and I, I just know she was glad to be asked I said you know so I, and I know like if you're you'll be a very important part of what's going on in County Clare because you're you're a giver you know and and, and musicians that are givers like they're, they're very important to us you know they're very important to, 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 to other musicians Sharon is one as well you know people that that contribute well, I think that people give the music realize that it, it's it's not it's something that you're gifted by giving. You know, it it, it, yeah. it, it the more that you pass it along, the more that you can take in. Because if mm-hmm. you're if you I I, I there's a lyric that I um the there's a lyric that we put in a song I wrote recently. It's just been recorded, but it it kind of came out. But it's like the more that you have, the less you can hold, and and, and it just Lovely. feels like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, when when you pass it along, and then you see it going somewhere else or the day after and it's just and it's so wonderful and, and you really start to see that it doesn't actually come from from you at all but mm-hmm. and, and I think but that's also to give by sitting in with somebody and doing backing vocals or playing along with them you know yeah. just that encouragement that that it's it, it's it's not it's not something that happens everywhere you know I think it does happen it, it, I feel it happens in Australia I don't know why you know but I also feel it happens a lot in North Clare you know that that uh, and, and, and in Ennis as well and, and you know, just I probably declare as well. I, I don't mean to be, yeah. But in fact, I know what happens. In, in, in but there's a huge abundance of singers in in North Clare, whereas it's most in Clare, it's traditional musicians and instrumentalists. But there's a, there's an amount of singers here now, and yeah. it's fantastic. And your generation are 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 are, are, are just everywhere, like and singing but, proper. But there is, I think, was it one one day uh, called into the cheese press with a few people, and all of a sudden. In flocked about four or five different musicians all out of nowhere. It was like they were all just, it's like, who made the call? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and there's a bit of a scene bubbling around, yeah, you know? It's, yeah, I know, that's terrible. And there's guitars sitting there waiting to yeah. be played in the, in, the, in the window, and it's, that's, that's. And there's what, no difference between, and it, it's like the musician, that's the musician, that's the plumber, that's the doctor. And it's the musician is just as a, a more important no, not more important, just a part of the community. And it's it's a lovely place to be, I think. You know, yeah. you know, the people know that oh you're the guy or you're the person that does the music, well done or whatever, I enjoyed it the other night or something like that. But it, we take it for granted. I remember bringing a, an American fiddle player was visiting me and I had to get something in Dunn stores in Ennis, you know. And he would have been listening to he hadn't been to Claire before, but he'd been listening to Claire music for thirty years and he just like he loved Claire music. But anyway, we were walking along, we met Martin Hayes and he was home from from I think he was in Seattle at the time and we talked away to Martin and your man was weak, you know, and then Siobhan Peoples was walking there, hi Siobhan, how are you doing? And then Blackie O'Connell was, you know, and I didn't realise it was just a day, an ordinary day for me, just meeting whoever's around and doing stores, you know. But he made me realise that we live in a in a in a yeah, and it's in North Clare. It's it, 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 the same. The cheese press kind of like, like we live in in a, in, a, in a Valhalla. Is that is that the right word for, for the Viking heaven? You know, that we we in, in the sense that what we take for granted is is a gift. Like that that, that music is important. Yes, yes. But there's, I often thought like, oh, we take this for granted, and then I thought, no, that's the beauty is that we don't even realize how good it is, but we don't need to. Mm. Um, I mean, that's not to say that we shouldn't be grateful for it. But, Absolutely. But but at the same time, it, it isn't like that. The brilliance is happening when you don't even realize it's going on. I, I, yeah. As a when I was just in my first year of college, or 
I used to travel home at the weekends and I worked in a bar uh, in Parnell Street just across from the butchers, funnily enough, I didn't get too far. Um, but I was working in Fafas. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but it was under different hands at the time and uh, Blackie O'Connell and Hugh and all those guys used to really all play uh, in the corner. Mm. And I had no, like, no idea of the treat that I was getting. Yeah. And especially during the summer, there'd mm. be sessions every mm. other day, mm. uh, sometimes uh, every week, uh, every day of the week. Mm. Um... And so I'd come in the morning, put on CD. I, Sharon's CD used to be on there. Mm-hmm. And years later, I, I got to meet her. In the, and mm-hmm. it's funny, I was familiar with so many of the tunes from there. And then they'd all rock in and play at six to eight. And then someone would go, oh, quite. Uh, yeah, and they'd invite me around to sing a song. Mm-hmm. So I'd get to, I'd go, and go you, around you, pick, you collecting glasses. And you haven't been doing glasses. gigs at this stage, had you? No, I wasn't doing mm-hmm. gigs. I was definitely singing in college. What age were you? Um, 18. Okay. Yeah. So you had never done a gig at 18? I had done You'd a few gigs, but I'd never been paid. Okay. No. What was the first paid I'm not trying to take you away first from no consulate. First gig. First paid gig. I probably started gig and then paid gig was probably 19. Yeah, probably 19, 20. Where was it? Um, I think it was for a wedding. Someone asked me to sing for a wedding mm. and I got paid for that. Yeah. But I was slow to get on the pub scene and, and I did that in the southeast. Um, in Wexford? In Waterford, okay. yeah, where yeah. I was in college, because that's where I was meeting the people that yeah. were kind of. Waterford is a great town for bands. I was has been in I yeah, really bands. good bands, really good in, you know, there's great energy down there. There was beautiful energy. Um, they've suffered a little bit lately because of the, a lot of the venues and the really really great venues had kind of closed. But mm. they had a lovely scene. But I, what what I found was there was this similar beautiful. It was like the, it, there was all these bands playing. Yeah. And then they'd all end back up. But one of my, either my house or someone else's house, mm-hmm. and you'd have ten guitar players mm-hmm. uh, playing a tune and six or seven singers. Now that still goes on, and there's beautiful sessions there. Mm-hmm. Um, I found Waterford was there was a lot less trad there. Um, and it's you know it was much more rock rock and roll. You know you have a biker scene there you have all of these other kind of things so you know the there was there was a bit of grunge and punk going on that that I, I wasn't familiar with from Claire so I got to kind of dive into that um but it was in that summer when I came home that I, I I really started to notice the difference between the two counties and their scenes and and what they both had but how much we just don't actually uh, uh, that we don't realise but that's the beautiful thing about mm, it yeah, it is this beautiful. highest quality music um, spilling into your ears daily and and um, the player is all totally unassuming but yet with a very healthy respect for their own abilities mm-hmm. but not not going around um, beyond you know the, the, the gras is still there and intact yeah. and that's what they're doing but isn't that the same with, I mean you've met so many musicians now in, in your short life you've you've gone into a, a into a much bigger world of sta- a bigger stages and that would you agree with me when you think that when I say that the the best and when I say the best the most successful singers musicians are the nicest oh uh, you know it, it, songwriters and stuff like that you know that they 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 wouldn't be able to write those songs if they hadn't got good hearts. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the people that are in it for the long haul, people that are doing it for the love, like, like Ireland's a very small country, so you're not going to get too far for, mm. by being an asshole, really. That's, yeah. You know, and, and, and I think you're going to be called up on it pretty quick. And those mm. who continue to do it, you know, are, are, are labelled as such, actually, mm. which... Um, 
and some people have their reasons don't get me wrong I yeah. mean we've all got our prickly side and, and, and I think that should be embraced as well and Absolutely. the more well known you are the more people are going to try find fault with you anyway but even to the American yeah. scene all those lot of those young women that are singing they seem pretty nice you know they're very successful Ariana Grande and, and that's that girl with the, that's very successful at the moment yeah. uh, you know, they seem to be pretty nice people you know I think that this whole perception of the diva and that whole rock and roll we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna you know roll in here at whatever time we want and start the show a half an hour later and you know and we're mm. in the dressing room doing god knows what beforehand mm. i find that that's kind of it's been filtered out yeah. a, a lot over the last couple of years i think that was in the 80s 90s and it, you know yeah i, I think, just I, think, I don't know high definition cameras and small industry and mm. perhaps labels just yeah. do not let you get away with that yes. anymore and maybe that's a good thing. And it's, it's, it's fame, it, it, it's got its downside, like it must have its downside to be known everywhere. I'm not, I'm not saying you're there, but is it something you, you, you wouldn't like or is it, is it, does it go, do you have to, um, like you're the fans. I have, I, I know that I, know you have, a lot I have of fans, some fans, so, yeah. but I, and again, yeah, the fame thing, I don't know, I've thought about it mm-hmm. uh, a lot. Yeah. And I have witnessed people that are more within that kind of situation where they are known a lot more and is that because they might um do more publicity interviews where they talk about themselves more like i really appreciate you doing this with me now but it's not for the it's not for the you know it's it's for people that want to chill out and listen to a chat but if you went to the sunday independent tomorrow or the daily star and you start talking about your heartbreak or you know some love of your life or something like that that that, that fell through and you know and it was wouldn't that be something like trying to get trying to get your music out there with a with a, a bit of a push that mightn't suit you you know that I, giving I, yourself like for 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 that giving your your soul to 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 the fame game yeah i think that those are also things that are just not recognized within the industry as much as they probably were before or maybe that's just within the scene here where it's, mm-hmm. you're called out on that pretty mm-hmm. quick you know people i think because of the internet now the LBS detectors are better than they ever were. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe people don't really read those kind of tabloids as much as they did before, okay. and if they do. But I do think that the idea of being really... Uh, and again, yeah, I think that people aren't as... I mean, unless you're... Uh, there's a certain age group, right? So let's say I loved Spice Girls when I grew up. So you look mm-hmm. at them, and could they go anywhere you know, posh spice. Was she able to walk into a shop and ask for a bag of meanies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, um, y- 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 what did she sacrifice? Yes, they were huge, and that would be a perfect example. What I'm really asking you is, are you private? But yeah, I, but I think everybody probably is to their own degree. Um, at the end of the day, regardless of how well known you are on a scene or not. Mm-hmm. You probably you go home and behind closed doors you got a different you would take down a mask. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that any, everybody does that. Though, when you walk outside yeah. your front mm-hmm. door to actually mm-hmm. go to the shop, you are you are putting on a persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've embraced more and more the fact that, that I, I always taught try and be as much yourself when you're on the stage, and yet yeah, try and tap into yeah. the, the 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 real. But that doesn't mean you have to fully be yourself. There's nothing wrong with having a bit of a stage persona. Actually, that should be embraced, you know. Well, if if you if you're if you give too much of like I I would be out there as much as anybody, but I'm completely private in 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 certain ways. You know what I mean? Are you yourself on stage? On stage, I'll be myself. Everything that comes out would be me completely. Yeah, but uh, 
I wouldn't be in other ways I'd be very private you know yeah I think mm. it's important to me. My, my personality would be out whoever I'm talking to yeah no but but I wouldn't let everybody know everything either yeah I think yeah. it's good to have I think it's good to have a certain amount for ourselves we need we need just preservation um, preservation is really important because mm-hmm. it's energy at the end of the day and you're giving to people and mm-hmm. you're passing it over and um, a really interesting man who was into energy years ago said to me when you finish singing a really big note of a song I said, don't forget to breathe it back in. When you're finished and you've sang that last breath, I said, breathe in the energy that you put out because you'll be depleted otherwise. And, and I never thought about it like that. And I'm not saying that that's a scientific statement. However, it made me think about the fact that for every person that, whose hands you shake, from not, not going on anymore, but every mm-hmm. person you touch, every eyes you meet, that's all mm-hmm. an exchange. And mm-hmm. at some, you've got to keep something for you that's yeah, only yeah. yours or, or you, you don't... Um, and nature gives it back to you. I hope I haven't kept you too long. Not at all. It's so Susan, nice to talk I, to you. I could talk to you for hours more, but, but I think we've gone pretty long. <laughs> would, would you finish with a song? I will. I'll have to think of something. Yeah, no, I take will. your time. and, and uh, I can take your time because I, we can still go for another hour if you want. But like I've enjoyed it very much and I'm so glad we didn't know each other beforehand, but I feel I know you now and that's cool. Well, yeah, no, yeah, thank you so yeah. much. And thanks for all the plays. And, uh, that's, I wouldn't, like, anybody that plays you on the radio, like that's not, they're not, they're not necessarily doing it for, for you either. They want to have a good show. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's really true. I want to have a good show. When I go into the radio, I want, I want the best of music. I, I don't want to do favours for anybody. I want, I want music that'll move me. And then if it moves me, it'll, it'll work for me. That's great. So I, I, in all honesty, your music moves me. I'm Thank really you. delighted to meet you as a person. And it's been a real pleasure. But your music is, is a real power. And, and I'm so glad that you're doing it. I can't wait for your new recordings. And I hope this quiet time makes you produce more and more stuff that we can listen to. Yes, there's loads of stuff coming. Um, so I hope I hope you um, it resonates as well. But um, well, What you've done to, to this evening. It was this evening. It's nearly tonight now at this stage. <laughs> Thanks very much, Susan, for, for, for joining us. Thank you. This is another tune by the Propeller Bands. I sing on this one. Uh, it's called You Will Never Know. your way down to the train stops the only thing to do looking out of the rain it's hard to always stay on the sunny side when you're hot and you're cold and you're slip and slide strange 
kind of magic hanging over me I am dangled in chains and you've got the lock and the key and no I 